everyone. Welcome to Her Journey Podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I'm your host, and today I am joined with Anushka, a student at UCLA and the founder of Speak Now and Milkshake from Mars. So yeah, first off, just go ahead and just tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Hi, Aline. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Anushka. I am an undergraduate student at the, uh, at the University of California, Los Angeles, and I am studying biology. Um, I am pre-med um, and I have a keen interest in neuroscience and also um, advocating for women in STEM, which is kind of what um, has boosted my efforts um, to be an advocate for mental health and women in STEM. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, I mean, a lot of your work is centered on mental health and the stigma around it. And so I'm wondering if there's any reason why you are really passionate about this topic specifically, like maybe any experiences you've had in the past or maybe anything you've just observed in the world around you that really inspire you to just further explore this topic. Yeah, thanks for that question. Um, actually, I come from India um, and in my community, mental health is or mental illness is something that you absolutely do not talk about. Um, and I was first exposed to the severity of the issue when I was an intern in the mental health department of a hospital back home. Um, and I saw people suffering firsthand um, so much more than they had to, so much more than if they had the right resources or if they were willing to access the right resources. Um, for example, there was an individual who had been treated for exorcism, but actually had schizophrenia. Um, and the stigma was just devastating. And this was really eye-opening for me. And um, then I reached out to people in my community and I realized that there was absolutely um, no organizations or um, foundations that were actually doing the work at a grassroots level to uh, promote or encourage um, reaching out and getting the help you need when it came to mental health. Um, and so once I had realized the prevalence of mental illness and the lack of absolute lack of um, help that people were getting in my own community and in young people, um, that's when I knew I had to do something to reduce the stigma and actually get people to come forward and get help or at least talk about it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, through all those experiences, how do you think youth in general can kind of continue together to battle this stigma? Um, yeah, thanks for that question. I think um, the youth today or young people today um, are in a uniquely, um, well, not good, but in a unique position to actually um, take on mental health uh, full force. Um, and I think it's because we face unique situations that a lot of um, and a unique stressors that um, people who are older than us didn't entirely have to face. I mean, take the pandemic and online learning, for example, it's been difficult. Um, but I also think that putting people in putting the young people in this position where uh, they're constantly having to evaluate and reevaluate their own mental health and things that they should do to uh, make themselves feel better uh, puts the young people in a position to normalize talking about mental health. Um, and since the prevalence is only increasing, I think just talking about it, not just not just an illness or disorder, but just mental health in general, um, can reduce the stigma by a lot. Talking about it goes a long way. And I think to a certain extent, uh, the current narrative has put us in a unique situation to do exactly that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's super important to have these types of conversations and to really speak up about it, because I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what really spreads the message the most. But 
Yeah, definitely. And I know one of the things you specifically advocate for is that mental health is also a physical health. So can you sort of describe what that means and just kind of explain for us the mechanisms that are associated with that? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to add a disclaimer here. Um, There's a large amount of ongoing research about um, what the causes of mental illness are. And although none of them have been conclusive, uh, they've all established one thing, which is that mental illness is caused by a variety of social, biological, and cultural factors. There's not uh, a single cause. However, in my experience, People who don't entirely believe in the reality of mental health believe that it's all in my head. It's something I can simply think differently about and it'll cure me. I won't have this perceived illness anymore. Um, But what they don't realize is um, the brain is very much a part of you. And in fact, it's linked to all forms of what is traditionally thought of as physical health uh, to a magnitude that maybe no other organ is. Um, Depression can be treated with SSRIs. Uh, This regulates the amount of serotonin we have in our synapses, right? Um, And that's a very, very physical situation to an apparently non-physical illness. Depression has also been linked to a number of chronic illnesses, including diabetes, asthma, and even sleep apnea, and is currently the leading cause of disability worldwide. Schizophrenia, on the other hand, is linked to a number of heart diseases. And in turn, um, when you think of physical diseases being linked to, well, mental illness, Um, Stroke mood disorders is when a patient who's had a stroke later develops mental illness, notably depression and anxiety, and we're seeing increased rates and risks of this happening right now. Um, Psychosomatic symptoms or physical manifestations of mental illness can have very large impacts on our body, um, as well as including pain disorders and even neurological symptoms um, as severe as seizures. The point being, the body and the mind are linked in every possible way. Just because we can't see it doesn't make something non-physical. Your mental health, the health of your brain, is your physical health. Um, I don't think there's a divide there. I don't think its mental health is as important as your physical health, just because I think they're one of the same thing. Um, I like to think about it how uh, Thomas Insel, he is the former director of um, the NIMH, um, he compared mental health to being an arrhythmia. Um, which is a disorder in the heart where you can't actually see that tissue or lesions. It's a miscommunication of, uh, in a sense, um, and it can cause you to die. And I think that's a very, very um, relevant comparison or very relevant an- analogy. Um, it's most definitely very real and a very physical illness. And I just don't think that um, there's a difference between mental health and physical health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's some really useful information that you brought up and It's definitely not talked about a lot, so I really appreciate you kind of um, sharing your knowledge with us about that. And um, obviously, you have a lot of knowledge about kind of this field and this subject in general of mental health, mental illness. And so I'd love to know what specifically, you know, got you first interested or what even interests you now about the field of neuropsychiatry and mental health and mental illness in general. Right, of course. Thank you for that question. Um, neuropsychiatry is a discipline which combines neuroscience and psychology. Um, and I think that's absolutely fascinating just because we think of psychology as being related not to our brains, which doesn't entirely make sense. I mean, intuitively, that doesn't um, connect. Uh, but that is the generalization. Um, and Currently, there's a lot of research um, on the neurobiology of mental illness. And I think that this discipline creates a link where we, since we don't really see this link. Um, It creates a potential for large advances in mental health 
in science and uh, neurology. Um, and I just think it's a very exciting field to be a part of, especially right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think that it's a topic that needs to be talked about more and more people need to educate themselves in. So it's amazing that you're really involving yourself in this field. And so I'm wondering also how you began to realize that there was this um, problem of a lack of, you know, knowledge that mental health is not just all in your head and that it's actually much more than that. And like you said before, it's also a physical health. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, so initially, I mean, I was first told that, um, of course, in no bad way, that uh, mental health is as important as physical health. And that's the very common narrative that is followed in most places. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds reasonable. Um, it is very important. And like, you know, it's as important as your physical health. And then um, I started reading more about uh, psychosomatic symptoms, actually, um, and how it can cause like, for example, um, there's a colloquial term called broken heart syndrome, where you're so stressed um, that it literally breaks the tendons of your heart. Um, and the tendons of your heart are very strong. I mean, it's pumping blood to your entire body. And I think it was absolutely mind blowing to me. Um, and that's where I realized that, wait, where is the distinction between your brain? Um, and I think that's what really pushed me to realize that um, there isn't a disconnection, or at least I don't think there's a disconnection and mental health is um, your physical health. It's part of neuropsychiatry, it's a field. Um, and I think it's a very important link between your brain and your thoughts. And mental health requires a multidisciplinary approach and combining it with neuroscience is just something that excites me a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. And so just to clarify, was your focus on mental health what initially inspired you to study neuroscience? Um, yeah, it was the uh, first thing that you said. I got involved in mental health initially, and I already had a keen interest in research um, and just like neuroscience. And then it kind of just combined when I realized that there, there, there's a lot of overlap there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. And so now, I, I mean, I'd love to kind of shift gears a little bit and learn a little bit more about Speak Up and, you know, why you decided to start it up in the first place and just a little bit more about the story behind it all. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. Um, so I started Speak Now Mental Health Awareness Campaign after the internship uh, that I talked about initially um, and realizing the lack of awareness, especially in my community. Um, and I started Speak Now specifically to create this awareness and act as a platform that people can use as a resource, um, maybe as this third person who can help or like a middleman who can help, um, you know, kind of channel people to the right resources, to the right therapists, to the right psychiatrists. Um, and that was largely absent uh, from my community, but I also think from um, a lot of communities worldwide. Um, and I think that was uh, what initially pushed me to start Speak Now. Yeah, that's amazing. And so uh, specifically in Speak Up um, or Speak Now, what kind of work have you done within that? And what are the kind of, you know, projects or initiatives specifically that led or still lead? Mm -hmm, of course. Um, yeah, we primarily work with uh, young people and educate and inform in a variety of ways, including workshops, presentations, we get in experts at sometimes, um, we shoot short films, um, and we run poster campaigns, uh, but primarily through workshops and presentations. And uh, the primary goal is and always was to get people to 
talk about mental health um just because i think talking about something really changes how you perceive it um it goes from being something that's inaccessible uh to being something that you should be considering or you realize that okay it might be all right for me to think about this more or to consider uh the implications of what might happen if i don't uh consider this uh strongly um so that's kind of what our primary goal was um and i think it's very helpful to take the time to help someone stop and think about their mental health so that's kind of what we did one of my favorite projects that we did was um we tutored um underprivileged youth who were working um to learn english uh, so they could uh, join the job market um and we tutored them and they did not even know um that mental health was a thing uh, mental illness yes to some extent but not mental health um and just well-being in general um and i think that was very rewarding just because um i think that made the most impact and um i feel like they left with some idea of the resources they have available um and some steps that they should take in protecting their mental health mm-hmm. yeah i love that i think like you said it's really amazing to be able to see that impact you're making up close and personal so i really think that it's amazing the work that you're doing And yeah, I mean, what do you think are some of the most important things that you've learned throughout your time working on growing Speak Now as a whole? Right, of course. Um when I started Speak Now, um I was under the impression that mental illness is something that you really need to talk about and um everybody needs to know about it. There has to be awareness. Um people need to be um, you know, privy to the resources available, but um as i navigated speak now and at the same time i was in high school at the time um i realized mental health in itself is very important and mental health affects everybody um everybody has mental health and um everybody is susceptible um to you know negative thoughts or intrusive thoughts um and we need to learn to take care of ourselves um and that can't happen if we disregard mental health as something to be of importance or prevalence or significance in our own lives um so i think that's the personal lesson that i took away from speak now and something that i um try to put through to everybody listening um through our campaign um that mental health is important too mhm right yeah i think that's so so incredible the way you put it and i'm actually wondering now if there's any way you know high school students would be able to get involved in your mission of just fighting back on that mental health stigma or even get involved in the projects that you have in speak now mhm absolutely um so right now we're entirely online just because um well we're online um but um we have a uh, admission form which i can send to you and anybody absolutely anybody can volunteer um anybody can contribute um we would actually love to have people contributing um and yeah i think that would be a wonderful um opportunity yeah definitely i'd love for you know my audience to kind of get involved in that i think it's super important the work that you're doing and i know that in addition to speak now you also founded milkshake from mars And so I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about that project as well and kind of how you first started it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um Milkshake from Mars is a blog um that serves as a, serves as a platform to represent and celebrate women in STEM from all across the world. Um it's really about creating a place to celebrate the life and achievements of women who are so 
often um, overlooked um, and undercredited and encourage young girls to pursue STEM by exposing them to these incredible women, their stories, the challenges they had to overcome, um, the paths they have blazed. And um, I primarily started that because um, again, in my community, I did not have a lot of uh, role models. Um, and it just made me realize that, okay, representation really matters. It uh, took me a while um, to become confident um, in my stream. Um, and I think it's wonderful to have a place or a platform uh, that people can refer to or use as a reference point uh, to look at people who look like them and who are from places that they are from that may not be uh, mainstream when it comes to STEM. So that was uh, Milkshake from Mars and the founding story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And I actually was looking around at your blog and I noticed that you cover a lot of different topics. And so I'd love to learn about some of maybe the topics that you normally cover in your blog or maybe any of your favorites as well. Mm -hmm, absolutely, yeah. Um, I love writing about women in science specifically. We have uh, a number of sections, but that's my favorite section. Um, and it might be because that was the first section we started. Um, but it's something that is very near and dear to me because I learn a lot uh, by writing and editing that section about the women beyond just um, their life story, but more about what makes them special, their grit, their resilience. Um, how they overcame challenges. I mean, there are Nobel laureates who worked from their bedrooms um, and there are people who worked through wars. And I think that's just very inspirational and that's something that really puts things into perspective. And people who look like me um, also are represented there. So I think that's something that's really wonderful to uh, consider. And uh, right now, well, for the last few months, we've kind of shifted focus to um, vaccine um, encouragement and awareness. And um, I'm sure you're aware, but um, a lot of the developers of the vaccine right now, um, including the Moderna developer, um, Pfizer, uh, Johnson & Johnson, they're all women. Um, and I think that's just beautiful. And we've kind of shifted focus to um, reducing vaccine hesitancy. We've hosted a number of panels with experts and um, we featured some wonderful um, experts as well. Um, and I think that's wonderful in um, reducing the uh, gap between people who want to take the vaccine and people who are hesitant um, and also just making um, vaccines more accessible um, in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that everything you mentioned sounds really, really interesting, because I do think it is super important for, you know, more women in STEM to get more exposure out there, especially because there are so many incredible women out there. And I think that the work that you're doing is just so incredible and so important to do that. And, and I actually am wondering as well, uh, with this organization, do you think that this is something that, you know, you plan on continue working on in the future and, you know, developing further and exploring new topics and things like that? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, this is um, an organization. It's been around for uh, a little over a year now, uh, but it's become very close to my heart. I have met some wonderful people and made some wonderful friends. And um, I absolutely love what it represents and the work that we do. And I definitely look forward to expanding it um, and having more people be a part of it. Yeah, awesome. Sounds super exciting. And I mean, honestly, from what I know about you, you're doing a lot right now. You're 
you know, being a student at the same time of all of this amazing work. So I know that can be pretty difficult to handle all at once. So, um, you know, for yourself or for your career or, you know, even any of your organizations, do you have any future goals or plans or um, anything related maybe even to the impact or growth that you want your organizations to have? Right, of course. Thank you for that question. Um, I fully plan to remain an advocate for mental health, women in STEM, and anything that I grow a passion for eventually as well. Um, just because I think advocacy is a tool that's so important and so um, underappreciated or unrecognized. Um, and I am pre-med, which means I am on um, the track to medical school. So yes, it is stressful. Um, but I try to keep things um, very, very authentic by which I mean, I stick to things that I actually care about um, and I care about deeply. And that doesn't make it overwhelming. And I think that's just in general, the future goal that I have for all of my organizations as well as my career. It's um, to ensure I keep making an impact with things that um, are really important to me and not lose sight of them, um, even when things get busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important point that you brought up. I think it definitely is really important for you to focus on, um, you know, things that you're actually passionate about and willing to put time into. So that's amazing that you're still, you know, you know, doing school at the same time of doing all this advocacy work and planning on continuing that into the future. So that's amazing. And so I'd also love to know, you know, what's what your favorite part of founding and leading all these different organizations and really making an impact in their missions um, is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for that question. It's I love that question uh, just because it's a very simple answer. Um, it's the people I've met that are my favorite part of all of my initiatives. Um, through Speak Now, I have met a lot of experts as well as young people who have been in need of help and I have been able to guide them and I have been able to help them or the organization has been able to help them and I think that was extremely extremely heartening for me to see um and with Milkshake from Mars I just get to meet such amazing women um from all across the world and connect with them and really get to know them um, and I think that's very valuable. And I just learned so much from uh, talking to them about different industries and different parts that they're on. Um, it's absolutely wonderful to have that um, connection with new people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, you know, the relationships you make with other people are, you know, especially valuable, especially the people that you work with or the people that you're impacting. So I think that's an incredible thing for you to say. And I know that you've also done some speaking engagements too. And so do you have any favorite ones or maybe any favorite speaking experiences you've done in the past or maybe even certain topics that you're most passionate about talking about? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, I think you're referring to my TED talk, um, which was when I was 17. So that was a while back now. Um, but that was an absolutely wonderful experience. It was an honor to be able to talk um, at a global uh, platform. Um, and I spoke about mental health and mental illness being the real issue with that being um, the prevalence and yet the 
unrecognition or the uh, disrecognition of uh, this prevalence and the virulent stigma that surrounds it. Um, so that was the topic of um, my TED talk and it was a wonderful speaking engagement. Um, in general, I love talking about almost anything, but specifically about science. Um, and this includes increase advocating for increased accessibility, women in STEM, uh, but also talking about uh, like the actual science of it, um, which is why I love being on panels that um, ask me about, you know, a specific topic that I'm really interested in or that I'm researching, um, like this podcast interview, for example. Um, they're all really wonderful uh, to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Right, absolutely. I think it's super important to talk about these things that you're talking about. And honestly, I'm sure everybody really appreciates you for just spreading these messages through your work and through, you know, your speaking engagements, your TED talk. And I think that through all of it, I know that it's not easy to do everything at once. And um, especially because I know that everyone goes through struggles at some point. And so even for you, I'm sure that you face, you know, certain challenges or obstacles in your life. And so I'm wondering if you had any certain challenges that you faced in the past and overcome in basically any of the experiences that you've had in the past. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, I think mental health is just something that um, high school and then directly translating into the pandemic has been um, very hard to uh, cope with for a lot of people and to just maintain a healthy mindset and like, you know, positive thinking. Um, and I think on that front, I think my advice would be, number one, it's not possible to be positive all the time. And that's okay. Um, if you're struggling with your mental health, that's completely normal and human um, and it requires attention. So please get the help you need because I know that the resources are not as accessible as they are for, for example, um, diabetes, uh, but they are still available. Um, so make sure you take care of your mind and your brain because um, like I've been talking about, your mental health is your physical health and um, you have to take care of that. And when it comes to being a woman in STEM, um, I founded Milkshake from Mars specifically because of um, the discouragement that I particularly faced from experts in the field. Um, myself, this was male physicians, as well as um, some, you know, just random people who didn't really have any uh, need to comment on what I wanted to do or my career pursuits. Um, but there was a very uh, discouraging tone for women in STEM in my community specifically. Um, and I think my takeaway from that is that it is a challenging path. Um, and one way that you can overcome the challenges is by learning from the people who've already done it. Um, and that's kind of what Milkshake from Mars is trying to do as well. Um, but it's just really important to take inspiration and guidance from other women in STEM, reach out to them, talk to them. They will most definitely be willing to help. I would be most definitely willing to help um, somebody who might be in the position that I was a couple of years back. Um, so yeah, I think just in general, my advice is to reach out and talk to people um, and find people who are willing to help you um, they're out there. There's, it's just a little bit of um, an ordeal to find them. Once you do, make sure um, you actually reach out to them and get the help you need when you need it, regardless of it being about mental health, being a woman in STEM, another minority in STEM, or any other field. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that was very well put and very well said. So thank you so much for sharing all those experiences and lessons that you've learned. And now I would love to end today's episode with, I know you just um, shared a bunch of amazing advice and amazing, um, you know, lessons that you've had in the past, but I'd love to end today with any advice or tips or any other last minute messages that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, yeah, I think the most important advice that, um, or the most important lesson that I have learned um, primarily in the last few years of my life um, is that it doesn't really matter what other people um, think of you when it comes to evaluating your performance or whether you should pursue a career in STEM or whether you are a woman and you're doing something that's non-traditional. Um, it doesn't really matter. Just do something that you care about um, and it will work out. Just work hard, find your people because um, that can really make a difference. Find your community um, and then hold on to that community and take guidance from them while you also guide them and learn from the people around you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for um, an amazing way to close off. And I really appreciate all the points that you brought up. And thank you again, just so much for coming on today and speaking. And um, just wondering if you had any platforms that you maybe wanted to shout out before we fully mm -hmm. end. Right. Thank you for uh, having me, Ali. And it was a wonderful discussion. I'm really glad I got to be a part of it. Um, when it comes to platforms, of course, um, follow uh, Speak Now Mental Health Awareness on Instagram. It's just uh, the same handle. Um, and Milkshake from Mars as well. Both of them are on Instagram. And also feel free to subscribe to the mental, uh, Milkshake from Mars uh, blog, which is just milkshakefrommars.blog. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for just coming on here and being a guest and having this amazing conversation with me. Mm -hmm.